I didn't catch that. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. It's WCBN. It's also Pandora's Lunchbox. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30. I'm Mike here, and food and culture is the theme. This time more culture than food, but there will be food and drinks, perhaps. It's a foolish time. It's March 31st, and that means full moon is coming up tomorrow in Ann Arbor. Tomorrow, 8 till midnight, downtown Ann Arbor, Washington and Ashley Streets. Rumor has it this full moon event will feature enormous processions of community-made illuminated sculptures carried by dancing teams of merrymakers with moonlit treats available, craft-brewed spirits, roving, shimmering shadow puppet performances, building-sized experimental films, and other luminous surprises. That's just the rumor anyway. Now, if you are planning tonight to go to uh, an All Fools Eve Mass or perhaps a Bar Mitzvah or a Bat Mitzvah, we'll get you out of here on time, no trouble. The show is a half an hour, and what we're going to do now is look forward by going back in time to 2011 when I had a conversation with a founder of Festivals and some fine Festivals, Festivals figurine formers, foisting Festivals figurines on folks. Got that? Good. Okay, we're going to go back in time right now. You ready? Time machine, strap your seatbelts. Here we go. We're going back in time now. Got to get this uh, thing working here. Hold on. Going back in time to 2015. Twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, nineteen sixty eight. Don't turbulence. Twenty eleven. Pandora lunch box. Pandora Lunchbox. That's our usual theme song, Just Foolin'. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, I'm Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, but you know, just a letter off from food is fool. And so, at this very important time in our culture, it's time to be foolish. So, coming up this weekend in Ann Arbor, Festifools a bunch of giant puppets and marionettes wandering around Main Street in Ann Arbor on Sunday, and also its little sibling just born called Fool Moon, which is going to be tomorrow, Friday, April Fool's Night, starting at 8 o'clock. And I have several guests with me in the studio. One of I have also a virtual guest, but we'll hear from him in just a moment. But uh, hello there. Hi. How you doing? Good. Can you introduce yourselves and tell me uh, what it is you've done with these giant puppets and such? My name is Susie Robinson, and I'm a student in the Festivals class. And I'm Zoe Stahl, and I'm also in the Festivals class. So what is a Festivals class? Actually, it sounds not like your usual, uh, I don't know, great studies uh, class, but it sounds great. Tell tell me about it. (laughs) It's foolish, but uh, we're both in the Lloyd Hall Scholars Program which is a learning community, and it's one of the classes that we were able to take this year. And this class is called um, Art in Public Spaces, 
And what you do is you um, partner up and you come up with um, two puppets and that are sort of related and have um, a message and you spend the primary, the most of the class um, crafting them out of cardboard and paper mache and some paint and it's it's a good alternative to your usual class. And I know when I'm looking, I've, I've been to festivals a couple of times and when you're on Main Street, you're just looking at in amazement at these creatures and they seem to have just been created out of thin air with, uh, I mean, you get all kinds of strange animals and beings and people and... It's really interesting because we all come up with our own ideas, but then when we get out on the street, you realize that like your puppet fits with another one, even if it's in the most foolish way. And so the interactions between the animals and the people and then the, <laughs> just the creatures um, is really special. And spontaneous, I guess, yeah. huh? Yes, very. Like a random assortment and creates foolishness. Foolishness is, is I think, the main, the main thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the key word. Yeah, yeah. Um, so festivals started a few years ago, and we're going to listen a little to uh, Mark uh, Tucker, who is uh, one of the founders of festivals in just a moment. But um, I guess the idea is we, we, we all need more foolishness, and so that's something that uh, he, he got started. Um, what are some of the puppets that you're working on, or some of the marionettes or living beings, however you want to uh, describe them? <laughs> um, well, some people in our class are making, someone's making a frog, someone's making an octopus, um, I know there's a wizard, like kind of this fun um, television. Um, and then Susie and I are making <laughs> these very big lips and a big Kool-Aid man. <laughs> wow. So just, just giant lips in, in the street, in the street. Big lips. Yeah. And they're not attached, so they are able to do some damage. Um, or, or some kissing. We don't know if they're going to eat people in the crowd or kiss them. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Well, it, that's good because this is a show about food. Yes, so it's a little it's, bit related. So if you realize then if you encounter these lips, well, you should be warned. Foolish things may happen. Mm-hmm. So let's take just a moment and, and uh, talk to Mark Tucker the other day about what it's all about. I went to the secret lair of the festivals. That's that's what I call it anyway. It's, it's in the Campus Safety Services building, I understand, which... Um, Festivals is helping to make the campus safe for foolishness, I think, is, is the concept behind there. Probably wh- why they agreed to that building. But let's take a listen to uh, what we were looking at. Let's hear what we were seeing. Yeah, that's it. I'm looking at many, many marionettes, large puppets, large beings, heads, tails, creatures, many different colors, many ghosts of festivals past. Could you tell me uh, whether I'm dreaming or whether this is really happening? What's going on? Yeah, you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at, I think. Uh, you know, we're all in the same dream here, I guess. Yeah. Okay. No, pretty, uh, you're in the Festival Studio, which is, uh, I don't know, about three stories tall and uh, 50 by 50 feet, and chock-a-block with all kinds of creations, all uh, designed by students at the University of Michigan and uh, created by community members that come in and help on the weekends to bring them to life. So tell me how uh, Festivals got started. Well, there's several stories. Uh, you want the you want the real one? Um, I'll take the whichever is <laughs> the most interesting. The most interesting. Well, it goes back a while uh, to when uh, I, I was actually a graduate student at the University of Michigan um, back, uh, well, 30 years, and uh, when I got out, out of art school, 
I was trying to find a job, like any art major, and I um, happened upon an ad in Detroit, and it was a blind ad, and I didn't know what the job was for, but it said something like advertising or whatever. And so I went, and uh, same thing that happened to you today, I walked into this big room full of this crazy stuff, and I was actually at the Michigan Thanksgiving Parade uh, headquarters. Oh, wow. Surprise. And, yeah, and but when I, I looked inside, I had this real sense of like, I had arrived, you know? I didn't know these places exist, but I knew it was a place I wanted to be, yeah. With really huge, giant floats everywhere, different colors and things? Right, and, and at the time, I, I literally, I didn't know a hammer from a screwdriver. I remember the guys laughing, sending me for a left-handed hammer, and I was gone for like 20 minutes looking for one. <laughs> so after that, so, um, you know, I, I learned the ropes and became the art director for the Thanksgiving Parade for a little while. And uh, they sent me to Italy, which was really nice of wow. them. And uh, there I worked with some float artists in a small town on the coast of Italy where they've been creating floats five stories tall, all made out of paper mache, uh, you know, for the last 130 years. So wow. there was a lot to learn there. And um, I, I hadn't seen anything like it in the States. And there's really nothing to compare. And I thought, well, what if we could bring a little piece of that, you know, back to... Um, Ann Arbor. And that's really how it started in one way. And then another way, um, we also create uh, sets for community, community theater. And at the time we were, uh, this was about seven years ago, we were making sets for Fiddler on the Roof and we had a dream scene. And we decided to make these giant uh, puppets of the nightmare uh, that Frumacera was having. And so we came down through the aisles with these nightmarish um, uh, creatures and uh, they were very effective. I mean, it was really uh, scary. Wow. And uh, small children ran out of the theater. <laughs> and that's when I knew, you know, hey, we were onto something. We're scaring small children. This right. is it. We've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, would it, what would it be like if we made, you know, 50 of these? And what would it be like if we weren't confined to a play? So uh, essentially, that's how festival started. This piece of music is called Love Theme from Dancing Cows. Just fooling. Actually, it's uh, Joey Altruda, and it's cut number eight, which makes it uh, Rolando, yes. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about fools today and about foolishness because fool is one letter off from food. I'm here with, uh, with Zoe and Susan. Hi there. And we've been talking about the work you've been doing in the class that Mark Tucker is in charge of. Um, so uh, what are some of the sights and smells of making a giant puppet? <laughs> uh. Oh, well, one smell I really remember is the smell of the um, sink. It doesn't have the most <laughs> pleasant smell. It's kind of of water and just full of paint but when you're there you just you know it, you're you're at festival so it's okay. it makes the smell okay <laughs> the second smell is the paper mache uh -huh. smell and um yeah i'm really happy when the three hours are over and i can go back <laughs> and smell fresh air uh, yes <laughs> yeah so it's um the, so the making of puppets basically is kind of laborious in a way right i mean 
Yeah, I would say it's very labor intensive and it causes you to think in a more creative way than you're used to. Mm-hmm. It's like cutting cardboard and then creating structures out of the cardboard and then after that, some paper mache Yeah, you have this idea at the beginning and you draw it out and you talk about it and you're like, oh, this will be fine. Like, I don't know why we need three months. (laughs) And then you see how hard it is. And every time we made a mistake, we were like, it's okay. It's supposed to be foolish, right? (laughs) So um, we made ourselves feel better about that. But really, you turn the mistakes into something better and it all just works out at the end. Yeah, you just kind of run with it. And it's a (laughs) good lesson to learn. So you had a couple of giant lips. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did anything go wrong with the lips that you had to uh, uh, repair or do cosmetic surgery on? Uh, the, the lips were less of an issue and more of the Kool-Aid man was oh, okay. a lot harder. Because <laughs> lips, when you think about it, it's like two very simple shapes. And then you have teeth. So it's kind of like you're just working with rectangles and kind of like semicircles. Mm-hmm. And that is, as we learned, a lot easier. And then the Kool-Aid man, we found out, was a lot harder because it's this big jug. Right. And the bigger the object is, like the heavier it is, and the more it like can sink. And I don't know. We just ran into a bunch of problems and we kept putting it off to the end. And we finally started uh, yeah, now we're really working on it. it. So gravity is definitely a factor. Yes. <laughs> a big factor. Mm-hmm. Well, let's listen to a little bit of foolish music regarding uh, balloon men who turn into bits of food, uh, some hummus, chickpeas, and some tomatoes. Um, These are all in this song. This is Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptians, and this is Balloon Man on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you. 
Thank you, Robin Hitchcock. That is Balloon Man, a song about a man who's a balloon, who's a large float, and uh, manages to dispense some chickpeas, hummus, and uh, tomatoes, I believe was what he said. We've had that argument about tomato, tomato, and then there's tomato, which is the third way. But that's another show entirely. This is the pre-April Fool's edition of Pandora's Lunchbox, where we're talking about Festifools. Festifools is this Sunday, April 3rd. According to festifools.org, this will be 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. sharp. So that's very important that you get there right exactly at 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. sharp. That's in downtown Ann Arbor on Main Street between Washington and William. And the other question it says on the website is why, and the answer is, are you fooling? So there you go. I'm with uh, Susan and Zoe. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Who are in a class where you learned how to make giant puppets, in your case, a couple of giant lips and a Kool-Aid man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the other creative things you've done? And, and would you say that they inspired you to get into visual arts? Yeah, um, I'm actually a singer, so I'm involved in a lot of singing groups and stuff on campus. I'm in Kol Hakavod, which is the Jewish acapella group here. Oh, cool. And I've never done anything um, like painting or drawing, so I was um, just curious as to how that would be, and so I joined the class, and I've learned so much. And how about you? Um, I'm less on the creative side of things. I take some art history classes here, and I really enjoyed them, but I've always been more comfortable with like the academic side and the writing side of things, but I took this to sort of get outside of my comfort zone and try something new, and so it's definitely been that and a positive experience. Cool. Do you have some favorite uh, puppets that you've seen over the years? Because they're hard to explain in a few words, yeah, it's the yeah. big red one with the eyes and the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a big dinosaur that always catches my attention when I go into the studio. Um, it's just huge. I don't understand how like people our age and our size made it. <laughs> um, I really like the Elvis because it has um, a pair of lips and then the side can just go up of his oh, wow. lips so <laughs> I like that but I've never we've never seen the festival before oh wow so we're really I'm just really excited to see them like live mm-hmm. and in action oh wow that's great yeah. um, so moving lips seems to be I guess moving body parts arms and legs and lips are a part of all of it do you have to work on um, mechanics of that and that sort of yeah. thing yeah um, our last class was devoted to like a rehearsal we had choreography and I didn't even think that we would need to work on choreography for this but it's a huge part of it because you have to be able to work with your puppet and be able to interact with it with the crowd and everything yeah so. it's definitely performance based because I think when we're in the studio we've just been thinking about it as like an object and now we're sort of and now it's like living and how do you move around with it so yeah it's definitely been like you have to worry about the mechanics of it mm-hmm. So it comes to life as spring approaches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty foolish, but that, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen a little bit more. I had a chat with uh, Mark, T- Mark Tucker about festivals, and, he, and we had a little bit of a talk as the uh, large, um, what was it, some kind of drill or some kind of loud mechanical thing uh, was making noises while we were talking a little more about uh, festivals. I was fortunate enough to be teaching here at the university through the Lloyd Hall Scholars Program. And uh, my first class five years ago, we started from scratch. We built tables. We, I even uh, rented a kind of renegade uh, studio that we worked out of originally. And, um, you know, we built the first 20 puppets and uh, really weren't sure how we'd be received. Um, but we were very surprised when we turned onto Main Street and found hundreds of people waiting for us. Yeah. 
Great. Now, what are some of your favorite puppets, or is that uh, too difficult? It's like uh, asking a proud papa. Yeah, for come right favorites. over here. I'll show you one I made. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's the gestalt of all of them uh, together that is really uh, that really makes it theatrical and makes it a performance. And you don't really know, and I don't know, even watching uh, the students make it, um, which or w what ones of these are going to are really going to turn on the audience. And it's because right now they're um, three-dimensional objects in the studio, but when they get on the street, and it's very hard to describe this, but when people get underneath them, it takes three or four people to animate them, they take on this kind of Ouija board uh, life. You know, are you moving that? Are you moving that, you know? <laughs> and it's not, it's, it's the, the, this creation that they've made that starts to move itself, and it starts to become this character and it starts to interact with the crowd and it starts and the crowd starts to come out and dance with it and and it's that kind of magic that uh, i really um look forward to and and without many of these doing it at the same time um it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be the event that it is yeah. uh, the university of michigan's been a great supporter of this event over the years and they've they've really taken a risk in um giving us the space letting me teach these classes um, I mean, we aren't making professional puppet makers. That's not the point of it. So um, what is it about, you know? And, and really it comes down to uh, teaching uh, mostly non-art majors in this course, um, teaching them visual literacy. And then through vis visual literacy, um, they start to discover their um, creative inner self. And they can take that kind of discovery and apply it to um, almost anything they're going to do in life. Well, thank you to Mark Tucker. That was a trip on the Wayback Machine to 2011. But the fact is, everything that he talked about was true. Almost everything exactly the same. What they said happening now, full moon, a nighttime celebration tomorrow night is going to be tomorrow, 8 till midnight in downtown Ann Arbor on Washington and Ashley Streets. The theme will be Metamorphosis for 2016, and I'm glad they said that. Then, skipping over Hash Bash for the moment, Hash Bash on Saturday. You can't avoid that if you live in Ann Arbor. On Sunday, Festifools celebrating 10 years in 2016. Magnificent, huge, bizarre, politically incorrect, human-powered papier-mâché puppets join thousands of foolish friends frolicking around downtown for one fun-filled foolish frolicking hour. Coming up this Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. on downtown Ann Arbor on Main Street between Washington and William. And you can find out more about all this stuff at wonderfoolproductions.org. I believe there are still some volunteering opportunities. In the meantime, I did happen to mention Hash Bash, a serious cause in some ways, issues of marijuana, but also some foolishness to be sure. I think I played this not too long ago, but it bears repeating. Here is a little bit of a celebration for uh, things to come. Which gave off the smell 
of new mown hay. It was pretty, so I let it stay. I'm a green thumb all the way. Well, it blossomed, so what could I do? I clipped off its leaves, but it grew and grew. Now my garden's gone to pot, it's true. But I'm a green thumb, come what may. So with tea time, I have gingerbread. And my brownies look quite green instead. At the county bank, I'm ahead. Has my green thumb gone astray? It's the swingiest garden, you must admit. And it turns me on just to think of it. I was really square with that flower bit. But my green thumb saved the day. I'm a green thumb all the way. Yes, my green thumb saved the day. Nice strings, huh? No foolish strings there. That was Mrs. Miller and Green Thumb. What was she talking about, I wonder? Mrs. Pandora's Lunchbox, Arwolf, is here. We will face the music at 7. In the meantime, a few foolish things to get you out of the show. A bit of foolish news I need to share with you. Is this foolish? Is it not? A federal judge has agreed with the Florida Department of Agriculture that an all-natural creamery can't label its skim milk as skim milk because it doesn't add any vitamins to it. The dictionary definition of skim milk, says the Associated Press, is simply milk with the cream removed, but the Department of Agriculture says under state and federal law, skim milk can't be sold as skim milk unless vitamins in the milk fat are replaced so it has the same nutritional value as whole milk. The Institute for Justice is suing on behalf of the creamery and plans to appeal the decision. So they're supposed to label their skim milk as imitation skim milk unless they add vitamins. Foolish or not, you decide. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Our wolf is getting ready to help you and me in many, many ways. It's going to be a colorful weekend full of fool moons and hash bashes and bashing hashes and festivals. So let's get colorful with... Slim Gaylord, what do you think? From the legendary McVouty album, here is Tutti Fruity, and it goes something like this. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening and never stop doing that. Ski 
This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's time for Face the Music. Here's Bick Spiderbeck. At the piano in 1927, he called this In a Mist. (laughs) 